It's nice to wake up every morning and be at the top of the food chain. We have that for us. You know, we talk about, well, we live in the country that we love, and thank God for that, and we live in a town that we love, thank God for that, live in a house that we love. But there are no dinosaurs or like, uh, or saber-toothed tigers just roaming. You know, you never hear, um, well, yeah, Billy got um, mauled today. That's not a common theme. Um, there's nothing hunting us. And we should feel good about that. We've made it, guys. Yeah, thank you. I don't know who just woohooed. Um, but we, we're at the top of the food chain. And, but looking around, it is peculiar that we've made it this far. Have you ever gone to Walmart or been on Facebook and thought, my goodness, we're the top of the food chain? And I'm not talking about like other people. I've been on my Facebook and that's mostly you people and you can't tell a Photoshop from a real picture. Most of you. And that's fine. But for some reason, we've made it to the top of the food chain because of our brains and that's not apparent. We definitely didn't make it there because of our physical capabilities. We're not the fastest animal. We're not the strongest animal. We're not the most determined animals. We're just at the top. And it's a wonder. Because I think we're the only animal that stubs her toes. I've never seen another animal do that. But every time I stub my toe, I think I'm the top of the food chain. Actually, what I think every time I stub, stub my toe, is why was I walking like this? Because there's no way I could have kicked the thing that I just kicked as hard as I kicked it without some force. Because it feels like you just Jackie Chaned that chair. And it feels, it feels like you... But here's the thing. And also, like, who... It's not just chairs and stuff, it's walls, like door frames. I stubbed my little toe on a door frame a while back. A door frame, which has always been there. No one's moved it. Like a chair, you can understand, but a door frame, it's just, it's there. It's been there since they built the house. No one's adjusted the door frame, and I'll walk into a door and just miss. You know, I got most of it, but that little toe. And guys, I'm not your preacher in those moments. I should be exempt. Here's the thing. So, I never stub my toe in the dark. I never do. It's always bright, broad daylight. Because in broad daylight, I'm, com I'm confident. I know this house. And so I, I just walk through the house. At night, you get up, and you know there are dangers. So you tread carefully, knowing that you possibly could 
kick something, and if you do, you don't want it to be with the force that, that you do in the daytime. So at night, you just you kind of just walk carefully. Let your eyes adjust. And that's what he's talking about here. He's told you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly. Now, this doesn't mean like walk with, oh my goodness, I'm humble. The word here is just careful. Pay attention to the way you're walking. And you walk carefully with your God. Because we walk with God because we know that there is darkness out there. There are places where we could hurt ourselves if we walked too confidently in there. And we walk carefully because I, don't, I know I don't have this all together. And I know there are, are, there are hurdles that will trip me up. And I don't want to walk carelessly throughout the Christian life. Because even things you think you've done a hundred times, things you believe, like I've gone through this, I've, gone, I've done this over and over again, occasionally you'll miss. And those moments are when you're your least Christian self. He's told us to do justice love, mercy, or kindness, and walk humbly with your God. I want to talk about humility. Humility is a lack of self. And we we can see it clearly in Luke. Jesus tells a story about, he says, two men went up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. Okay, at this point in the story, uh, Jesus is just uh, labeling these people in a way that everybody in the room understands. Um, one, is a, uh, one is a preacher and one is a guy that's just, you know, just a jerk. You know, a tax collector. And there's these two men. He's, he says he gives their jobs basically to say, yes, everyone respects this guy. Everyone doesn't like that guy. Everyone get it? All right, moving on with the story. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people. Okay. I'm sure you've never prayed that prayer. Because it's in the Bible as a bad prayer, and you wouldn't pray those words. But I want to give you an example of how this happens. I saw a news article the other day. I'm not going to tell you the news station, because it's on 24-7 in most of your houses. But they had, basically what it was, was it was a, it was a report about some guy in some other country, and... This guy was suing his parents because he never consented to his birth. 
and they um, never asked him whether he wanted to be born and he was suing them. This, people, is not news. It's catnip. It's something that they can put in front of you, anger you, they can point at it and say, see, the world is ridiculous. People that are different than you are awful. That's just one guy. That's not the way the world works. Most people aren't doing that. If most people were doing that, it still wouldn't be news because most people would be doing it. It's ridiculous. And what we do, what they, this happens a lot. And all, all, all 24-hour news stations, because 24-hour news, 24 hours is too much time to actually just focus on the news. Thank you. And if you've got 24-hour news on all the time, they're going to want you to come back and come back and come back, and it's catnip. They're just going to tell you why you need to be afraid and why you need to be proud that you're not like other people. They lift you up. Oh man, I'm not that guy who said that ridiculous thing. They put other people down. And so we might not pray, God, I'm glad I'm not like other people, but we are sure glad that we're not like other people. And if you feel that way, I need you to pray this Pharisee's prayer. I need you to go, with, go to God with your sin. I need, you to, I need you to stand in front of God and say, God, I am really glad I'm not like other people. Because God needs, you need to open that part of your life up to God. And you need to know how it feels to say such a thing. Thing you think all the time in front of the one who created you and loves those other people. I'm not saying this is a good prayer, but if it's a thought you have, it needs to be in your prayers. And you need to wrestle with it there. Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people. Robbers, evildoers, adulterers. Notice he doesn't like name just normal people. It's those people way down there. Robbers, evildoers, adulterers, men who are suing their parents for not consenting to their birth. God, I thank you that I'm not like those other people. Or even like, hey, here's an example, God. Standing right next to me, even like this tax collector here. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. That's just prayer. Now, again, this might not be a prayer you pray. Obviously, this isn't a prayer you pray, but it's probably a life that you might live Because there's certain parts of our lives that we're not quite excited about taking to God. And you know you shouldn't say it, but you think it. And we'll get to why in just a second. The tax collector stood at a distance, and he would not even, not even look up to the heavens, bowed down. He beat his chest, his breast, and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. 
Jesus then says, I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all those who humble themselves will be exalted. If you want to walk humbly with God, if you want to walk carefully with God, then the walk has to be, I think, in a community of people. But it has to be where you, com- where you walk with God. And you can tell whether you're walking with God or walk- walking carefully or humbly with God or walking brazenly because of self-confidence based on who you compare yourself to. Yeah. That's how pirates say amen. Based on who you compare, so who do you compare yourself to? If the answer is others, you need some humility. Now you may at this point say, Benjamin, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, that's just half right. Because I compare myself to others, but it's only that I compare myself to others and they're great and I'm not. Again, here we'll ring back to C.S. Lewis who says, humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. If the way you function in the world is by comparison to others, whether you think others are better than you or you think others are worse than you, you are still not functioning in a relationship with God. The comparison, it's not the direction of the comparison, it's the comparison itself that is the problem. Because you may feel bad about yourself one day because someone else is better than you or perceived better than you. But guess what you're going to do to overcome that? You're going to find within your system, the way you operate, you're going to find somebody who's lower, and then that's going to be your fix to lift yourself up. Comparison to others is an effort to exalt one's self. Whether you're um, upset about the failure to to have exalted yourself, or you're, you're proud of yourself that you're not like that one guy that you saw on the news. Walking carefully with God is when I, I can look in Scripture and I can see Jesus and I'm going to say, I want to be like that. I want to follow that. I want to follow Him. I don't want to look like, be like, sound like anybody but Jesus. See, that's the, the truest way to walk. It's the, mo- it's the most humble way to walk. Because I know Jesus will lead me where I need to go. I know that path is the path to walk. But when you're comparing yourself to other people, positively or negatively, you're either saying, I want to follow them, or they should be following me. Neither of which is humble. Because guess who's the fulcrum of that life? 
Guess who's the center point, the gravitational orb? You know, what, who, what is the world orbiting around but me? We are called to live humbly. Now, this is, this, is, this is a perfect trick if you're doing what is required of you because you're going to do justice and then you're going to get real upset that other people aren't. And you're going to love kindness and mercy and then you're going to get real upset that other people don't. Walking humbly with God is the only way to protect yourself from Satan using your holy momentum against you. He can flip you over your head. You know, you do good things for a while, then you just get upset that other people don't. How many of you, a lot of you came from a very legalistic background, and then you, dis, you discovered grace, right? And grace, grace frees us. It is for freedom's sake that we have been set free. You understand Galatians in its proper context, and you're like, man, God has really redeemed me. And then immediately you're upset with the people who, who, uh, who disagreed with you now, but you agreed with them yesterday. As soon as you learn something, you put up a new barrier and say, it's us versus them. As soon as, as, soon as you, you correct on something or you grow in a way or you mature in a way, then all the immature people are just frustrating. When it took you a while to get there too, and it's, it's going to take them a while to get there now, and just people need to be what? Because we wouldn't say at that point, like Jesus, because you're not always like Jesus. But what we will say is people need to be better. Well, what do you mean better? Well, me. The comparative life is the opposite of the humble life. The humble life eliminates the need to look like to be like, to sound like others, but recognizes that we are following the only one who is worth that pursuit. Jesus says, those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Now you're going to do the hard work of trying to humble yourself this week, and you look around and look at all these people who aren't that humble. Satan's always going to have you try to scratch that itch of comparison. You have to get away from it. Just set yourself free from it. Oh, they're like that. I'm like this. For the longest time when I was a kid, I didn't know how I sounded when I sang. I, don't, I could impersonate people. That's, that's always been a gift. I could hear people. I heard a person just the other day that I thought, oh, I can do an impression of her. I just could hear it. I can, I can hear where the voice comes from. you just in your head. Like I can move my voice. I know, how it's, I know what it's like. And it's not like, I'll, I'll do it sometimes under my breath. I'll hear somebody talking and I'll, I'll impersonate. It's not because I'm mocking them. I just think it's just, it's just I've got I've to do it. It's just, it's, God gave me this gift. I've got to do it. 
Um, and, but I would hear someone singing, and I would sing the song that, they, that, that, that the artist sang, and I would try to sound like them. And I was pretty good at it. I won, I won the Harding Talent Show by singing an Alanis Morissette song. That video is online somewhere. But it was never as good. Right? I'm never going to sound so much like Etta James that I am better than Etta James. Right? Those of you who thought I should have said Taylor Swift need to look up Etta James. <laughs> I got some under the breath amens on that one too. But if we're trying to compare ourselves to others, you're not going to be somebody else because you're not them. Even if you get to the best version, like as close as you get to them, you're just never going to quite be them. Jesus calls us to be like Him. Why? Because He believes we can do it. He believes we're capable of loving other people like He has loved us. And He doesn't just believe we're capable because we, have, we, we, we try really hard, you know, anything we set our mind to, we can do but because He gave us His Spirit. So my IQ is never going to be as high as David Schwab's. And David can't give me His Spirit to help me be that. I'm never going to be as good of a piano player as Rob. Because, and, and, and Rob can't lend me his spirit to let me try it out. But Jesus has given us his spirit because he knows we need the help and we can live like him now. The comparisons to other people are impossible. And even though those other people are less than Jesus, we'll never attain being other people. And other people will never attain being us. But because Jesus has helped us be like Him, we can be like Him. We have His Spirit. It's weird, but the only person that we can be like is the one who was perfect and died for us. And so when we walk with Jesus, carefully, Knowing, I, listen, I'm, I'm not who I need to be. Notice the way he phrases this, this tax collector. God, have mercy on me, a sinner. He knows two things. He knows that he's a sinner. And that God is capable of mercy. 
Notice it says it doesn't say walk perfectly with God. Notice it doesn't say walk flawlessly with God. Just humbly. That's all God needs from you. Just be careful. See yourself clearly. Know you're in the dark. Know you're walking gingerly. But know that when you walk with God, it's something that can actually be done. And that sort of humility frees us from so much worry. Oh, I'm not this, but you're God's. Oh, I failed, but you're God's. The God who's capable of mercy, the God who loves sinners, the God who saved sinners even while they were still sinners. You belong to Him. God loves you right where you sit. And any sort of comparison is, is a lack of faith. Give it up. Just follow God. Because you can't be like your next door neighbor, Jim. That was a very masculine illustration. No woman has ever thought, I'm going to be like my next door neighbor, Jim. You can't be like the person next to you, but you can be like Jesus. Because Jesus offers something that your neighbor can't in assistance. So God will have mercy on you. And while this week you're trying to love kindness, love mercy, you're trying to do justice, you're trying to walk carefully. As long as it's with God, the failures can be handled. The failures can be taken care of. So let's decide to walk with God this week. And if you've never, if you're just in that place where you just don't feel like you're good enough, that you don't feel like, well, I'm just not the right type of person who gives their life over to Jesus, none of us are. Come on. Let's get it started. In here. I couldn't not do that. Let, let's, let's start that journey right now, today, by joining yourself in baptism. Or letting go of those comparisons that you fought. Give yourself to God, either for the first time or maybe you did a long time ago and it's just, you just, you need prayer be set on the right path and you need your community to walk with you. Whatever you need this morning, please come forward while we stand and sing.